0: So the Word of God tells us that uh, uh, out of the heart flows the issue of life. So it's very important that our heart is strong, that our heart is full of life, and that's why we need the Holy Spirit, we need the revelation of God to, to, to quicken our, our, our heart so that out of our life will flow the glory of God. So we realize that import, uh, the heart is being influenced by the soul, by Satan trying to infiltrate into our hearts uh, through his words of suggestion. And so that's why we need to learn how to guard and protect our hearts. But at the same time, our heart is also influenced by the spirit of the living God, by the revelation of God. So so we, we need this, so that uh, the, what the enemy is trying to do, uh, they will not succeed because we have a strong, strong heart that is filled with the Spirit of God. So we learn that to be filled with the Spirit of God uh, is continuously being filled with the Spirit of God is important because when we are just filled with a little bit of the Spirit of God, it is useless, absolutely useless, okay? Uh, Until we are so filled because the heart operates by overflow, out of the overflow of your heart. So your heart got to be filled and filled with the Spirit of God. Then it will overflow with the Spirit of God. You will overflow with the life of God. But if you have just such a little of, of, of the Spirit of God in your heart, it doesn't make any difference. So that's why I say it's useless in that sense. Not that it's, it's no good, but, but it's, just, it's just not enough to make any impact at all in your life, and even in in the life of those surrounding you. Let me just give you an illustration uh, that I mentioned uh, some time ago. So let's say your heart is represented by this vessel, okay, Uh, this vessel. And if your heart, inside your heart, there's a lot of sand, a lot of stone, and a lot of other things. The capacity of your heart to be filled with water, for that vessel to be filled with water, which is symbolic of the Holy Spirit, is very little. Okay? So even when you feel it until it overflow, what came out is also very little. Because you're filled with so little, right? So does it make any difference to the to the surrounding? No. Okay? Because it's just too little to make any impact, right? But if you empty of your, 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 your heart of all these other things and you begin to fill with, with the water and the water begins to, be, to overflow and you continue to, to fill it with, with water, you know, the overflow will be great, okay? It will, make about, it will make an impact. So we realize the importance of continuously being filled with the Holy Spirit and at the same time, we have to increase our capacity to contain the Holy Spirit. Okay. You know, when you are young, you don't have a lot of giant to face. You don't have a lot of problem to face. You know, even with that little bit of the Holy Spirit in your life, it's okay. It's enough to face the, the, the little challenge that you have. But as you grow older, your capacity for the Holy Spirit has got to be bigger. Right? Because now you're dealing with giant. Now you're dealing with all kinds of problems. If you still carry that little amount of Holy Spirit uh, uh, in you that you had in the beginning, you're not able to advance forward. You're not able to conquer. You're not able to take on a giant. It's just not enough. Right? So that's why we need to continue to be filled, we need to increase uh, the, the, the quantum you know, of being filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can uh, press on and, and take, take the kingdom or take, uh, enter into our destiny. Let's turn to the book of Ephesians. We're going back to the verses I talked about uh, last week. Uh, Ephesians 5 verse 18. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Okay. And then, to, uh, so, even from this verse we mentioned, right, if you drink just a little bit of wine, to many of us, we're okay, no problem. It doesn't affect us. We are just as normal, as usual. But when we continue to drink more and more and more, There comes a time that our body begins to be filled so much by the wine that we begin to be intoxicated, we begin to uh, uh, behave in a different way, we begin to speak in a different way, right? So, because of the amount of the wine that we consume, it's the same thing like the Holy Spirit. If we drink a little bit, while well, we're just normal, we're just as usual, it doesn't do any difference. But when we continue to drink more and more of the Holy Spirit, slowly the Holy Spirit begins to make its impact in our body and we begin to, to be carried by the Spirit and able to do what the Spirit of God wants us to do. So that's why the Bible said, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled. In that sense, be drunk with the Holy Spirit. Be so filled that the Holy Spirit will lead you and take over and help you to move on in life. And then I talk about the capacity. You know, when you start drinking, initially you can just take in maybe one or two glass of wine or, or whatever that you're drinking, and that's it. But as you continue to drink, your capacity, you know, your body uh, can take in more. And some of us we begin to drink, we're able to take in more and more and more, you know, up to up to a point. Can you see? So this is the same thing. When we when we receive the Holy Spirit, you know, initially, wow, just a little bit is able to knock us out. You know? but now as our capacity increase, right, we need more, more of the Holy Spirit uh, in our life so that it will take it will make that impact. Uh, turn on another verse, Acts 4:31, that we looked at the last time. Acts 4:31 to 33. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. All the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And much grace was upon them all. So we know the background of this story. As they move and serve God in the power of the Holy Spirit, the enemies uh, try to come in to intimidate them, to persecute them, to to harass them and to stop all these things happening. So we can see that when we are filled with the Spirit, when we are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, we make such a threat to the kingdom of the enemy. We make such an impact in the surrounding that that we are in when we are full of the Holy Spirit. So the enemy doesn't like it. The enemies will want to rob us of our destiny. The enemy will want to come in and intimidate us so that we are neutralized, so that we won't do a move in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is what happened. So the disciples, the apostles were a little bit shaken, because they know if they continue to do it, imprisonment, even death will be ahead of them. So they were intimidated, they were fearful. So they knew the difference in their life was the Holy Spirit, was being full of the Holy Spirit. They knew before they were full of the Holy Spirit how how frightened they were, how they denied Jesus, how they hide themselves, lock themselves in. Fearful. But it was because of the power of the Holy Spirit, it was because they were full of the Holy Spirit, they were able to do what they, they did. So they know this is a secret. And that's why at this moment, they feel threatened, they feel weakened. They come back together. They gather in one place. They begin to pray. They begin to seek God and want to be filled with the Holy Spirit yet once more. So it's important that we understand when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, what happened. Because it's, it's one thing to say, oh, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I speak in tongues. But what happened? If nothing happened, it tells us or tells you that your you are few, maybe, but only a little bit, if nothing happened. You know It's not that you are not few. It's just that you are filled with so little that nothing happened. It's just the same. Same old you. Do you understand? So we know the initial evidence. That is only the initial evidence, is that we begin to speak in tongues. But after that, what happened? So we can see that when these disciples, they begin to pray together, the Bible tells us that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. All the the believers were one in heart and in mind. No one claimed any of the possession was their own. They shared everything uh, they they had. And with great power, the apostle continued to testify. Okay, so what, what are the evidences that we are filled So filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, So I'm talking about being full of the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about just being filled a little bit. Uh, The the sign is there is a unity of heart and mind. The believers were in one heart and one mind together. So can you imagine if, if we're in this place, we are together. It's the one Holy Spirit that is feeling the church. It's the one Holy Spirit that is feeling every one of us. So, of course, if we are filled with the same Spirit, then we will have one mind, we will have one heart. But if you are here, you find that, well, I can't. Agree with this church? I can't flow with this church. I can't uh, 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 agree with what the pastor is saying. Then you are not one spirit. If the spirit of God is upon me, then I wonder what spirit is upon you. Unless the Holy Spirit is not with me. Do you understand? See, if the Holy Spirit is with me, and you are saying no, I can't agree. I don't. I don't. I don't like this. I. Then what kind of spirit are you filled with? Definitely not the same Holy Spirit that is upon me. Right? So the same Holy Spirit came upon the place where they gather. And it's the same Holy Spirit fueling them. So that's why they're in one heart and one mind. So if you have the same Holy Spirit as me, and if I'm anointed of the Spirit of God to speak the Word of God, you will say, Amen. You just say, let's run together. You know, this is this is it. This is my, my vision. So that's a test. Uh, that we can we can uh, uh, uh do for ourselves to check our heart to see that our heart is it really full of the Holy Spirit is it full of the Holy Spirit or is there a lot of other self or other things that is inside so that we we are not in one spirit, but in fact, it should be more than that why? because God has given each one of us different gifts, right but it's working together with the same purpose. So you should be bringing another dimension, not conflict, not contrary to what God is doing. You should be adding on to what has been built. Because pastor or the leaders, they have their gifting and, and, and boundary, but you have other gifting. so you add on to it. So together we can experience the fullness of Jesus. So it should be more than that. So you are edify, you are encouraged, you are blessed because of the spirit impartation that comes from here. But at the same time, you're adding another well, part, another dimension to it that uh, to, to bring to the body so that we can experience the fullness of Jesus. So we need to be so full of the Holy Spirit so that we are one heart and one mind, united in the same vision, united in, in, in the same, same uh, values and same uh, mindset. And then, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are being cleansed, our heart are being cleansed. Okay, so, it's, so, so when I, let's say I have a cup that I fill up with Chinese tea, brown, Chinese tea, uh, brown in color, and if I begin to pour pure flesh uh, water into it, you know, the more I keep pouring, you know, the, the more the, the cup overflow, you will see the, the brown color uh, uh, drink slowly becomes uh, lighter, lighter. Eventually, it becomes pure, right? So that's the same thing with us. You know, when we come to Jesus, there are a lot of things inside, even though we are full of the Holy Spirit, but He's only so full. It's so little. But if we continue to, to drink in, continue to be filled, we realize a lot of things begin to, to, to disappear. A lot of our ideas begin to be gone. A lot of our rebellions, our selfishness, our, our you know, whatever, it begins to be gone. And we, be, we, we realize we are more and more at one with the Spirit of God. We are more and more at one with the church. With the church. Because there is a cleansing that is taking place. So the sign that we are being filled with the Holy Spirit is you know and continuously being filled with the Holy Spirit is that our heart gets purer and purer. You know, we are more in line with what God is doing in our life. Right? So so when we are drunk with wine, what is what why do we do that? We do that because we want to feel the emptiness of our heart. we want to use the wine to to take away those pain, those suffering, those brokenness that's on the inside. So that wine represents an idol that we use to satisfy our need. Right? So when we are being filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, those idols are being thrown away. It's just like Jesus when when He met the Samaritan woman. You know, her idols in her life, to, to meet her innermost needs of being loved and being accepted and having the security, having the support is to look for men. It's to look for men. That is her idols. That is what get her drunk. And Jesus say, you're drinking from the wrong water. You need to come to me. If you know I can give you the, the river of living water, you know, you will ask of me of that drink so that you will no longer be drunk with the things that cannot satisfy you, that cannot help you. You need to come to the right source. So this woman came and be filled with the Spirit of God and be, be have her needs met because of the Spirit of God. You know, so the Bible said, do not be drunk with wine. In other words, don't, don't keep turning to those idols. Be filled with the Spirit of God. That's what we need. That's what will satisfy us. That's what will help us. In fact, Jesus used a word that I described just now about about uh, the vessel being poured in with the the Holy Spirit. I read to you what Jesus said. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life, a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus did not tell the woman, you just have one drink and then you are satisfied. He didn't say that. He said if you were to drink this drink, there is a source, there is a spring that is inside you from now on that will continue to flow and flow and flow and flow so that you continuously being filled and filled and filled and filled so that you will never thirst again. A spring that kept flowing, keep pouring out, pouring out. So can you see, when we were at one time filled, we were so excited, everything is Jesus. But now, there are so many things in our life that has taken the place of Jesus. You know, even though we, we were filled one time, but now, it's no more. We are thirsty. We are filled with other things, idols in our life. So when we are being filled, our life, our hearts are becoming purer and purer and purer because we are more and more satisfied with Jesus. Because He's filling our life more and more and more. So that's, that's a test. Test of us being filled. We are one with the church. We are one in, in heart and one in mind with the rest of the believers. Okay, so when we when we continue to walk in our ways, we know there will be challenges that will, they will, they will take away that, that, that power, that strength that we had. So we need to continuously being filled and being filled so that we are purer and purer. We, we, we desire, desire more of the Holy Spirit. The more we drink, the more we want. Because we realize it's effect in our life. We realize without it, we cannot. And that's why the, apostle, uh, the, the the Peter and the rest of the apostles, they realize they need to come back together. They need to pray together. They need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the secret. Otherwise, the other things will want to come in. Fear will want to come in. All of things will want to come in. Okay, the, the, the third thing that we, we know, we are being filled, really being filled with the Holy Spirit, is we are being transformed as a person. If you are the, still the same, If you are still behaving the same way, talking the same way, having the same values and so on, but you say you are filled with the Holy Spirit, that can't be. That can't be. Because when we are really filled with the Holy Spirit, it changes us to be a different person. Different to when we are not filled with the Spirit. 1 Samuel 10. 1 Samuel 10 verse 6. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power. And you will prophesy with them. And you will be changed into a different person. Can you see? When we are so filled with the Holy Spirit, we cannot remain the same. Because Jesus said, when you are are filled with the Holy Spirit, we receive power. We receive power revelation. We receive wisdom. We receive more of the love of God. So when we are so filled with the Holy Spirit, we cannot be the same person. So you look at yourself. I need to look at myself. Does the Holy Spirit make any difference in my life? If it doesn't, well then I'm not filled with the Spirit. Or rather I have a little bit of the Holy Spirit but I'm not filled I'm not full. Right? It says here, when the Holy Spirit come upon you empower, you will be changed. You will be changed. No question about it. So when the apostles, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, what, what, what are the changes that came to them? They are filled with boldness. Boldness. Instead of fear, instead of being filled with fear and intimidation, they were filled with bonus. So if you are a fearful person, afraid of this and that, and and, and you lack the faith, you lack that bonus in your life. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, bonus will be there. But if you are not filled, if you say you are filled, but you are still feeling with fear and, and, and all kinds of, that kind of feeling, then you are not full of the Holy Spirit. You are not filled with the Holy Spirit. It says they, they have great power to testify. So this scripture tells us, they great power to How can you have great power to testify? Because you know this is the revelation of God. You know this is the authority that God has given to you. But if you are there to just talk about your own thing, you, you won't have great power. You see, when I know this word is a revelation of God, I come and speak with authority. I come and speak with power because it's a revelation of God. But if I don't have that, you know, I just talk, I can just tell you a good story. Uh, yeah, everything is biblical. Biblical. But when it comes with the anointing, it comes with the revelation, you see, I speak with power, I speak with authority. I know it's the Word of God. It tells us that when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, when the grace of God is being released through the Holy Spirit, we're able to do a lot of things. Things that we naturally cannot do. Things that we were weak, you know, we don't have the strength to do it, but because much grace was given, we are able to do it. So can you see, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're going to accomplish far much more than we can think or we can imagine. Because much grace is upon our life. So we need to ask ourselves, you know, what have we done that is different to those who who may not even be believers? They're still doing the same thing. There was a difference between the Holy Spirit in us and the Holy Spirit not in us. No difference, right? So it shows that maybe we have the Holy Spirit, but in very little quantum. And we need to be filled so that we will do far much more than we can think or imagine. We will do the impossible because we have the Holy Spirit. Right? We do beyond what we can naturally do. So the scripture in the book of Ezekiel, there is a story about the prophet Ezekiel. He was in the temple. And he was taken outside the temple, and the the water was flowing from the temple. And the messenger of God measured 1,000 1, cubit of the water, so it comes through his his uh, 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 knee. Okay, so it talks about depths of the water. And then the, the messenger of God led him further and further so that the, the, the water come to his waistline. And then the messenger of God uh, 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 take him further so that now the water fill him. He cannot walk. Because when you are at your waistline, you still can walk. You are still in control. But now the water just covers cover so much, he cannot walk. You know, he can only swim. And then the, Holy, the, the messenger of God take him further so that now there's no way he can cross the other side walking. You know, he has to be carried by the current, okay? And then eventually the water flow into the sea. Let's just read that portion of scripture uh, to you. Ezekiel 47, verse 3 to 9. Ezekiel 47, verse 3 to verse 9. As a man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, He measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water has risen and was deep enough to swim in a river that no one cross. He asked me, Son of Man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, where it enters the sea. When it empties into the sea, the water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live Wherever the river flows, there will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. So this is a picture that God wants us to have in our mind. In a sense that now you are at this level where where it's ankle deep. This is not where you should stay. You should need to move on so that you are feel more and more and more of the Holy Spirit. To the extent that you begin to attempt things that is in your natural human ability, you can't do it. Remember we read the words, it says, now no one can swim across this river. But that's not the end. It's still a river. But God wants him to move on so that the rivers begins to flow into the sea through the Jordan Valley and then continue to flow into the sea. Into what sea? Into the Dead Sea where the water is salty, where there is no life. But God wants His Spirit to move and to flow into the Dead Sea so that the Dead Sea, the salty water, become flesh. So that, once again, the, the sea will team up with living uh, fish and creatures and, and, and plants, you know, growing inside. Life came forth out of the Dead Sea that was lifeless, that nothing can live in. And that's what God wants us to move into, to be so filled with the Holy Spirit. No longer we are in control. Because now we are led by the the, the river of the living water. Because the water is so deep, you can't control. You just flow along. You just do what He wants you to do. Then you will really make an impact. If you still you know, Move as far as the river is and go up on the bank of the river. Yes, there are some impact. There are some trees that are growing there. Yes, you do contribute a little bit. But when you are able to continue to move into the deep end, you allow the Spirit of God begins to lead you into a situation that is impossible. Dead sea, how can it live? But God is going to make it come alive. Flowing with His Spirit. So what God wants to do is far much more than what we can think or what we can imagine. Those of us, we, we've been to the Dead Sea. You know, wow, well, if, you, if your eyes get splashed a little bit with that salty water, my goodness, it stinks. It hurts. No life can live in it. But God can turn it around. Because his spirit in us is a resurrection power, is a resurrection life. So even a dead sea can become a living sea, you know, filled with uh, uh, every living thing inside. So so you can imagine the kind of, well, when we are filled with the Spirit of God, the sort of impact that God wants us to have as a church, as an individual in this society. It's not just in the confines of the temple. God wants the water to flow out. God wants the water to flow out from the temple into the river, into the sea. The sea represents the world. The sea represents the masses of people. We can't do it. No way we can do it. But when we are full of the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit, together, we are able to make some impact. Right? So we need to increase our capacity for the Holy Spirit. Right? Whatever we have at this moment is 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 okay, but it's not good. It's not enough. It's not enough to do what God wants us to do. And that's why that's why we need to continuously being da- uh, downloading what God has for us. Uh, being being strengthened uh, uh, into. In our spirit man. Okay, so how do we increase our capacity? We increase our capacity by moving into the deep end. Because there's more. There's more. There's more. Okay, moving into the deep end. Keep moving forward into the deep end. So a lot of us, that's our problem. When we face problem, when we face challenge, when we face difficulties, that's the time we withdraw. We are not increasing our capacity. In fact, our capacity is clocked up. We withdraw from 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 problem, from suffering, from difficulties. But you look at the apostles. How can they be f- filled with more of the Holy Spirit? They feel with more of the Holy Spirit to go forward, to face the challenge, to face uh, those who are persecuting, oppressing them, to preach the gospel. But when you withdraw, you can't be filled with more of the Holy Spirit because. You are filled with fear. You are filled with content. You are filled with mediocrity. Right? But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you just want to move to the deep end. Move to the deep end. Uh, In order to increase our capacity, we have to overcome fear. Every one of us has fear. There is a natural fear that comes because of circumstances and so on. But we, we have to go beyond that. We are stronger than that. We have to overcome that fear. You know, for you to move into the deep end when, you, when, when the water is so deep that you cannot, cannot swim across and the current may be strong. Definitely there will be fear. When we embark on a big part project that is beyond what we humanly, naturally can do, there will be that kind of fear that is there. But you've got to overcome it. You've got to face it. Otherwise you cannot... Be, increase your capacity to be filled with more of the Holy Spirit. When you want to talk to somebody, I tell you, every time, you know, there are problems I need to deal with. I don't like to deal with them. But I have to overcome the problem. I've got to be able to deal with them and speak the things that they don't want to hear and they hate to hear and they hate me for it. I have to overcome that and talk about it. And lift the result to God. If you can't accept the truth, what else can I do? Nothing can I, I can do. I don't want to play games with you. You know? So if, you, if I speak, I want to speak what is, what is real. So I have to overcome. So you've got to, so that your capacity for what God can do with you and for you increases. Because you overcome that fear. And in order to increase our capacity, you've got to let go of your insecurity. We want to be in control. We want to be standing on the ground. We don't want to to have the, the, the current taking us. We're floating. Don't know where to go. We don't like that. Where are we going? Don't know. Where are you going, Abraham? Don't know. I need to move on. God is telling me to move away. So I'm moving. But where to go? Don't know. You see, so you have to let go of that insecurity because we want to know everything. We want to calculate everything. Make sure it's okay. The details. If you want to do great things, you want to do the impossible, how can you calculate? How can you work it out? Because the Word of God already told us, you know, what He has given to us is beyond our comprehension. It can only be received by our spirit. So how? if if this is how you work you want to be secure you want to be definite you know everything you want to know in control you will never do it you will never do it i thank god i don't know everything if i knew everything i told you if i knew what it takes i think i'll have a lot more struggle than i don't know i have a lot more struggle can it be done can it be that? No. Can it be that? No. He said, but I don't know. I don't know the problem. Is see, so when you are led by the Spirit of God, you can't know everything. If you know everything, you're not led by the Spirit of God. You're led by yourself. You're led by your knowledge. You're led by your experience. You're led by your know-how. So we got to let go of our insecurity and let the Holy Spirit take over. I know you'll be saying, well, that's crazy. Isn't that very dangerous? Isn't that not wise? You see, the natural mind will begin to talk to you. The demonic voice will begin to talk to you. Yes, in the natural, that is crazy. In the natural, that's not wise. But we're not talking about natural. We're talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit. We're saying we already download in our spirit. We know. Even though we don't understand, but we know we have an Amen in our spirit. Knowing this is what God wants to do. We are not stupid. We are not crazy running and everything that's great. Oh, let's go for it. No, we are not crazy. But our spirit has already downloaded. We already say Amen, even though we don't understand. So now we are being led by the spirit into this thing. We can't know everything. So we've got to let go of our insecurity and say, God, you take over. I know in my spirit, this is what you want to do. I amen to what you are saying. I don't know how it's going to get done. Yeah, there's plenty of problem. Yes. But God, because in my spirit, there's an amen. I know you will do it. Because all the promises in Christ Jesus are ye yeah and amen. So in order to increase our capacity, we've got to attempt the impossible. You've got to keep moving further and further away from your comfort zone. The temple is where we are so used to. The temple is where we are so, 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 uh, well, so comfortable with. But to move out, to move out and to move further and further to the river and to the sea, well, that, that takes something. Right? That takes something. So we've we got to keep attempting because that river no man can cross. No man can cross. That's just a river. And then the sea is worse. But you, we want to increase our capacity. we got to move into it. And then you realize, hey, miracles take place. The salt water becomes fresh. Uh, the dead sea becomes a living sea. But if you don't move into it, it will not take place. Right? It will not take place. So, in order to increase our capacity, we've got to move, move forward. Okay, uh, let me just read you this verse and then I'm going to close. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river, their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every man they will bear because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will will serve for food and their leaves for healing. So, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be so filled with the Holy Spirit, it totally changes. It totally changes our spirit. It totally changes what we do, what we can accomplish, what we will accomplish. It changes. And that's what we need. Not a little, but continually being filled, being filled, being filled, being filled. Continue to move on, move on, move on. There is a hunger. There is a thirst. There is a seeking in our hearts. This is a sign of people who are filled with the Spirit. Some of us, we move as if everything is okay. Nothing new. It's all right. I believe Jesus. I'm going to heaven. You know, you're not filled with the Spirit. That's not a sign of a person being filled with the Holy Spirit. You're not filled with the Spirit. But when you're filled with the Spirit, there is, you know, you know there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. You know. And you're seeking, you're running after it. That's a sign of someone being filled with the Spirit. Things keep changing. You keep changing. The things you do keep changing. It becomes greater and greater and greater. It can't be the same old thing. It can't be. Because that's not the nature of the Holy Spirit. The nature of the Holy Spirit is life. It's power. It's miracles. It's revelation. You know? So when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, these things begin to overflow. We begin to reflect that. Reflect that. So I hope that we really understand we need to be filled, filled, filled. The spring needs to well up continuously. Continuously, otherwise, we are not filled, we are not satisfied. Shall we pray? Let's come.